This is the Fit Fun Father podcast with your host, Michael Sobkew. In the podcast, we dive deep into health, fitness, and the ultimate goal to be the happiest person you can be. Growing through adverse, challenging times to prosper through and take the learnings of the challenges we faced before and after and throughout our lives. People, this is an exciting podcast with a multitude of fantastic guests, topics, how-tos, everything you need to help improve your life one step at a time. What's happening, everybody? It is your boy, Michael Sobke, with the Fit Fun Father podcast, throwing you guys another wicked, amazing episode. This time, we got a guest on the show Before I get into the details on the guest, please shuffle through the infinite, no, I wish, maybe one day, large group of variety in the podcast. What am I trying to say? Just go find an episode you like. Um, If you got some, you know, some feelings out of it or it sparked you to make a decision or move the needle just a little bit farther, as I like to say in your progress and tag me on it subscribe share it with a friend link it to your social media let me know put a comment review dm me tell me what you think all the feedback is greatly appreciated so with that let's introduce my guest today my guest today is mr tim bornholt tim is an entrepreneur he works in uh, the mobile app uh, industry, so he's a software developer. He is also a fellow podcaster. Uh, Tim and I talk a lot today about <clears throat> integrating balance in our ba- busy lives where with fitness. Of course, we want to discuss parenting. We want to discuss how we... Um, balance everything out because I think too much of one thing is never a good thing. We need to have, um, you know, that cohesive life balance, as I like to call it. I just decided to call it that like two seconds ago, so that'll be my new thing for a while, cohesiveness. Anyway, um, really good conversation with Tim. He's a avid runner um, in the marathon section half marathon section so those are some of the things that he the modality he loves to do when it comes to his fitness we talk about his business a little bit how he balances that with running with uh fatherhood and with some some of the hobbies uh he's a beer guy we kind of dive into some of the some of those uh aspects of being a father being a parent being a guy um really good conversation with tim Super, super welcoming and uh, great individual to talk to. And again, if you like this uh, podcast, uh, I'll be leaving all of Tim's information in the show notes. So let's just get into it, all right? So without further ado, here is my guest, Mr. Tim Barnhold. Good morning, Tim. How are you today? I'm great. How are you doing? Awesome. Awesome. Thank you again for, for coming on to the show. And we're going to dive deep into some stuff that you're doing. I know you're an avid runner, uh, father, and 
that's kind of what the show is all about. Health, fitness, um, discussing some of those things, some of the obstacles that you've had in your life and whatnot. So let's kind of get going. Give me a background. Uh, who's Tim? What does Tim do? And yeah, and then we'll kind of transition into the, the, the running part of it. Nice. Well, yeah. Um, like you said, I'm, I'm Tim Bornholt. Uh, I've, uh, I, I guess I'm, uh, I like to say I'm a, a programmer. I'm a runner. I'm a dad. Uh, I, I love listening to podcasts and I love drinking beer and that's pretty much, uh, <laughs> that's, that's the whole, uh, rigmarole, but yeah, I have, uh, I have two kids. I have a, a three and a half year old and I have a 10 month old. Um, my wife and I have been married for five years. Uh, I, um, I, 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 my running side of things, I've, I've done many marathons. I've done one 50 mile ultra marathon. Um, so I, I really do enjoy uh, getting out and going for a run and, um, yeah. And then in, in when I'm uh, not doing any of the fun stuff, I'm at work, I, I run my own business. We do uh, custom iOS and Android apps for, for businesses and people who, uh, who need apps built. So that, that's me in a nutshell. Sweet. Like what kind of apps have you done? Like, uh, you got anything out there I could download or, yeah. or some things that people can, can have a look at? Yeah, I, I'd say probably our most well-known apps, at, at least here in the States. Um, I think there's, do you guys have great clips up in Canada? I'm pretty sure you guys have. Yes, the, um, the haircut place? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we, yeah. We built their mobile app, so if you ever go and and uh, do the online check in, um, we we built the front end for that app. Um, we've done a, a a bunch of apps for like different. It's all weird. Like the people who need apps, it's not everybody who needs an app. So it's usually like just internal business tools or or things like that. But yeah, the Great Clips app is probably our most well known uh, uh, app that people probably will have downloaded and used before. Awesome. So if you're out there and you just left the gym and you need a haircut, you go to Great Clips, you use their app. That's Tim's app. So Tim, yeah, awesome. I'm using and- it after this interview because I need to get my hair cut real bad. <laughs> <laughs> I just got mine done there. I just We just had some, uh, uh, I'm just finishing my uh, education for personal training and nutrition stuff. So we have this um, industry week where all these uh, fitness professionals come into a room and we basically interview them as to whether uh, we are a good fit for their business and stuff because I think uh big thing up here in Canada, I'm sure it's in the States. I think worldwide we're, we're in desperate need of, of getting people into shape and get mm-hmm. healthy. And uh, it's just, uh, yeah, it's an ongoing issue. So yeah, that's awesome. Let's go into your, first of all, I want to ask you, so podcast, you're a podcaster, I'm a podcaster. What's your favorite podcast? What do you listen to? What is what is Tim like? You know, lately, uh, just the last couple of days, I've been I've been a little burnt out on like just in life, just tired and 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 it's hard to like kind of focus. I usually love listening to business podcasts and things like um, How I Built This, um, which is a, an NPR podcast. I don't know if you're familiar with that one. Um, uh, there's a few other kind of businessy ones and Apple uh, related podcasts too that I, that I like to listen to. But lately I've just been kind of more enjoying the entertaining side of podcasts. So like um, my, my uh, youth, I grew up watching like professional wrestling and Stone Cold Steve Austin has a podcast. So sometimes it's fun listening to his podcast where he interviews just people that I grew up watching on TV, getting hit in the face with chairs and whatever, and hearing what they're doing now with their lives. It's, I think that's really fascinating. And, 
I, I've also been really into the, um, if you ever watch The Office, um, the the actresses who played Pam and Angela have a podcast where they go on and um, they break down each episode. Each podcast episode is an episode of the series and they go and do all the behind the scenes um, stuff on that. So I've it's been more of like um, guilty pleasure podcasts, I suppose, more than uh, actually getting some, some value out of it. But it's nice to just kind of relax also and not just take in all this information all the time. It's funny you say that. I just finished watching, uh, as I was kind of sitting in front of my computer before we, we got on the air here, is uh, Stone Cold was on uh, the Hot Ones. They eat the, the chicken oh, wings. Yeah, it's a uh, great, that's a great episode. Yeah, and he was promoting his podcast on there. So I was just about to get down and download his stuff too. So that's cool. I'll have to have a listen uh, on that later. Now you have a podcast. Yeah. What's your podcast? Tell, uh, tell the audience what uh, podcast you're, you're currently doing. Yeah, so the, the I, I host a podcast and I edit a, another podcast. So the the podcast that I host is called Constant Variables, and it's a show if you're into um, app development but not really technical. Uh, we bring on people that have apps and we go through and talk about the process of getting apps built. And it's more on the the business side of understanding how you can make money, you know, having having an app of your own. Um, and then on the editing side, there's a Olympian that's close. Uh, to me in, in St. Paul and I've known her for a number of years and we do a podcast together um, where she goes and interviews elite runners and, and uh, just all kinds of uh, people. Uh, and, and they talk about running and fitness and, and we do that once a week. Uh, that's called Sitali run. Awesome. Awesome. So let's dive into the running part of it. So you're into running, you've done an ultra marathon, numerous other marathons. Explain to me how you got into running. Well, my older brother, uh, when I was in high school, I watched him uh, while he was in college start to go and do all these half marathons. He was really into triathlons and and half marathons. And um, it, it started to kind of it was, you know, how you kind of get in like, after, after high school, you put on the freshman 15, you start gaining all this weight and you're like, you know, running to me being like a, having a, a geeky background. I, I assumed, you know, you could, you could out eat, you could outrun a, a bad diet. <laughs> so I, I, uh, decided I would just, I, I, I figured, you know, running was going to burn the most calories. So I'm just going to run as long as I can. And that will burn the most calories. And I can, uh, I can go and have as much beer as I want afterwards, which, uh, is, is not a thing as you would know as a person personal trainer. Um, but, uh, yeah, it just, it kind of stuck. I did a half marathon with my brother and, and I really enjoyed it. So the next year I signed up and did it again. And then, um, I went to the university of Minnesota and my senior year, they had a class that you could take. It was a three credit class. Um, and it was marathon training and the whole, like 50% of your grade was actually completing a marathon at the end of the semester. So you would get together, train, you'd have to come in on a Sunday morning at 7 a.m. and you'd go and do a long run. And they had, um, the whole course was just, it planned out, walked you through step-by-step step how to, to run a marathon. And, you know, after uh, taking that class, I ended up, uh, my, my brother had the house record, obviously, because no one else in my family was going to run marathons. Um, but I just obliterated his record um, because of all this training that we had. And then, you know, I could see like when I got to the finish line, I could see the look on his face of he was like half proud and half ticked off. Um, so then he like th- uh, six months later went and broke my record. And then we've kind of just been been going at it. You know, we're not like Boston qualifying or anything, but just uh, um, just it's, it's a friendly rivalry that's kind of turned into now we've done uh, ultra marathons together he did a a hundred mile road race, uh, sorry, a hundred mile trail marathon, um, 
uh, last year and I got to help pace him for the last fifth of it. And um, it's just been more of an activity that's brought us together over the, uh, over the years. Which is cool. Have you looked at, so as someone who runs a lot, I know myself, uh, I did a 10 K and then I, I love trail running. Yeah. Uh, pavement doesn't do it for me for whatever reason. It's just, to me, it's like mundane and boring. And a lot of people, um, I I'm fascinated by people who do long distance running because it's like, how do you, how do you get into a mindset to run, um, you know, what is it? 40, uh, I'm in kilometers. I think a, a marathon's like 42 kilometers. How many yeah, miles? I think is that? that's 30, right. 30 miles. Cause if a 50 K would be, uh, 31 miles. Right. So it, it yeah, it's, it's just South of, of uh, between 40 and 50 kilometers. Yeah. So how do you get into that mindset? while you're running like what do you think what's in your brain um while you're doing these long distance runs are you thinking about you know life are you thinking about just getting to the finish line like describe to people what that's like because i from someone who's done the 20 uh, 21 kilometers the longest i've ran it's i think it's a half marathon yeah and it's exhausting it takes a and <laughs> you know but, but what are you thinking about um, you go through streaks of, of what you're thinking about. And that's for the most part, whenever I've done well running, it's been when I've been in a group, because I think, uh, like during the marathon class, for example, at, at school, um, we'd go on training runs, there'd be five of us in a group and, and we'd go on these long runs and you just talk about everything. And, and the conversation, um, just naturally gets way out there. Cause you're, you're high on endorphins, you're exhausted. Um, you, you just kind of talk about anything and everything. So, um, when you're with a group, it's, I think it's a lot easier cause you can just kind of engage in conversation and, and you're kind of one-stepping each other, trying to get done faster. Um, when I'm by myself though, it's, it's usually, uh, depending on the kind of run, if it's just go out and do like a, a, you know, when we were training for the ultra marathon, it would be, you'd go out on a weekend and have to run like 20 miles just for, for, uh, a, a training exercise. And so half of it, I'd be listening to podcasts and just soaking it in and trying to ignore the pain. And then you get over a certain threshold and you just kind of enjoy being out there and away from responsibility and away from, you know, the, the family, you kind of have some, some me time where you can just decompress. And, and sometimes it's like, I, you get some of your best thoughts for business or your best thoughts for something that you're working on just kind of comes to you while you're out on the run. So then you have to quick pull out your phone and like <laughs> take a voice memo of, of what you're thinking about at the time. Do you put any training into these marathons? Do you spend, you know, months, weeks, whatever it may be, you know, getting uh conditioned for those or does that just naturally come? Because the reason I say that is because you're doing a marathon and you're having conversation. So for those of you listening, um, you have a good aerobic threshold if you can run and talk at the same time. So your body is using oxygen to um, fuel you. If you can't talk, you're in an anaerobic threshold. You, you know, you're building um, lactate and you're expelling hydrogen, all this other science stuff that people don't really need to know. But <laughs> what kind of training do you, do you put in to kind of get into that, if any at all? Um, I pretty much, I run one pace. <laughs> um, I, and, and there, there are times where it's, uh, I I'll throw some speed workouts in there where it is, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do more of the, um, uh, you know, the speed workouts just to kind of switch it up so that you're, you're going faster. And then it, somehow it, it's crazy how it works out where if you, you go and do like, you know, run track repeats or you go run, a, you go run a hill like 10 times. Um, the next time you go on a long run, you just, your, your pace is just kind of naturally a little bit quicker. So, um, I don't know if that answered your question or not. It does. <laughs> it does. It, it exactly kind of 
without getting into science because people are going to just shut this podcast off if I start talking science <laughs> but, uh, or maybe not. But yeah. So, I mean, doing those, those short sprints or those hill sprints, um, you know, does condition your body to hold more oxygen or your VO2 max goes up to the, the saturation of oxygen you take in, which is so important for, for running those races and doing those, those long things. Um, how many of, have you done so uh do you do this frequently is there any events you enter is there any um you know, do you charity stuff is there are you trying to get into the boston at some point or <laughs> or is that just off the table because of the time you've got you know time you got i think you got to make time trials for that don't you yeah yeah so i i am not like a an elite or professional or any any sort of fast runner by any stretch it my 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 fastest marathon was uh three hours and fifty minutes um so it, it's not uh like to get into Boston at my age I think you have to run like three hours and five minutes so I, i'm I'm quite a ways away from that um but in terms of stuff that every year I, I there's a race in our hometown where my where my family grew up uh we we they, they do a half marathon through the town and every year we we end up doing that one um and this year there's um in, in the twin cities there's the twin cities marathon in october and they have a um they do like events on Saturday and Sunday. So on Saturday they do this, they have like a 5k and a 10k and they have some like kids races and things like that. So um, they have an event that they call the ultra loony where on Saturday you can do the, the, the 10k, which starts at like 8am and then you have to get done in a certain amount of time to get back to the start line for the 5k. And then you have to finish that. And then the next day you have to go run a marathon. And so that's the, the, um, plan that I'm going to do this year. That's, that's kind of what I'm training for with my brother for, uh, for, for 2020 at least. Nice. Let's talk about, so you do web design, you do app stuff, you, you're in that tech world. How does running and fitness kind of correlate to the other parts of your life? And we'll get into the fatherhood part of it here uh, momentarily, but kind of how does that, does that improve your quality of life? Do you find that fitness has helped you? Is it, it, does it transcend into any other parts of your life? Kind of give me a rundown of what what that does for you. So I, I think the one thing that's been uh, helpful in my professional life in terms of like fitness, the running absolutely helps because I, for me, it's more of a stress reliever. And like I said, you can um, use the run to just think about whatever's you can just wrestle problems in the background of your, of your mind while you're running. Um, but the, the thing that in terms of like just straight fitness, that's been really helping me out for the last few years is, um, I I've been doing the, the whole 10,000 steps thing. Um, I'm on a, I, I, I had knee surgery a couple of years back. So I, I, I lost my streak at that point, but I'm on like a, almost a 600 day streak now of, of getting, um, uh, 10,000 steps every day. And, and a lot of those steps come at work because, um, if we have problems that we're trying to, to work through, you know, technical or just I, I, running the business, I, I talk with my business partner every day, we go on a 45 minute walk. Um, and just going around and walking again, it gets those endorphins going and it helps you, uh, it puts you in a, a better state of mind with, rather than just sitting down all day. Cause that's one thing in my line of work is it's really easy to just sit at a, a desk all day for 10 hours and just hack away at a keyboard. Um, but if you're not fit, I, I can tell right away if I haven't gotten my steps by noon or if I haven't, um, if I go <clears throat> at the end of the day, I'm sitting down, you just feel lethargic and gross. And I have to, you know, put on the, on the boots and go outside and go for a walk or something to get, uh, get, get, get the uh, fitness going. So yeah, I, I think fitness has, has really been a, a, 
an important factor in, in, in my professional career too. Reaching those 10,000 steps a day goal, you, you would be what I would call a gold star client. Um, because it's so, it's so difficult to actually get people to walk It is and, and get those steps. And I think the average gets like 4,000 a day. You know, I know some days I do too, or if I'm busy doing, you know, stuff in front of the desk and it, and it is extremely important to get those steps in for a multitude of different reasons. And, and you alluded to a couple of them, you know, you get the blood flowing. It definitely helps with digestion. If you have a big meal, the best thing to do after you eat is go for a big, long walk. Yes. It, it helps. People don't realize the effects it has uh, with hormone levels, all those things. So it, it's definitely beneficial to do those things. And if you're somebody looking to lose weight, um, it's just accumulative calories that you're burning. You know, you talk about you love beer um, and being able to kind of go outside that normal dieting thing that, you know, that, that stigma of the things that people have to eat to stay in shape. Yeah, you can counter that a little bit with, with exercise. And that's, that's important to get that balance as well. Yeah. Um, you're a dad. I'm a dad. Give me, how old are your kids? And, um, you know, how is your fitness translated to your kids, if, if at all? Or do you, are you active with them? Kind of give me a rundown of that, what that looks yeah. like. Yeah, I, I have two kids. Uh, one is, uh, Charlie, my oldest, she is, uh, three and a half and Gus Gustav is my, uh, my youngest. He is 10 months old. Um, and he's just getting to the point now where he's like, not, not quite walking by himself independently, but he, uh, he's, he's a tank and he moves around, uh, accordingly. So he just, um, he's very, very large for like in the, when you look at the percentiles and things like that. So, um, he's going to be, uh, I, I hope he's a six ten and just, you know, whales on people with, with steel chairs again, like, uh, in, in the, in, in the professional wrestling world. But, um, no, I, with, with Charlie, um, we, we go on walks quite a bit. It's tough. It gets really tough in the winter. I mean, you, you of all people would know being in Canada, how much fun it is to um, try to strap in a, a three-year-old and make him go on a walk when it's 10 degrees outside. Um, but she wants to be outside more than, more than anything. And, and we get out pretty frequently and go for walks around the block and, um, and, and try to stay active with her. We've, we've put her in swimming lessons and, and she's in dance class. And, um, she, whenever I go out on long runs on the weekends, um, it's nice. My, my wife will get the kids dressed up and, and she'll, they'll walk to the end of the block where I, I come into our, our kind of subdivision and, um, they'll be sitting there cheering me on and, and my daughter will run the last, you know, a 10th of a mile with me or whatever. And I, I, I think, uh, that kind of giving her that positive role model, uh, of, you know, fitness is an important thing that, um, we got to take time out and take care of ourselves and our bodies. Um, that's, that's something that I think is really important uh, and something that I'm trying to instill in my kids. Yeah, for sure. I know mine's, he's 17 and, you know, as they get to become teenagers, it, uh, it's, it's a whole lot it's it's different, but I think <laughs> I think setting an example is so important for for us as as parents and as dads. Um, big thing that I I've learned over the years is that you can tell them all you want. Um, generally, they won't listen, but when you show them or you provide, you know, kind of parenting through action, um, they're definitely watching, and that's a big big thing. So you kind of you you're creating their environment and uh, I think fitness is huge and uh, you know what you're doing 
getting out with the kids and doing that kind of stuff is so important. So, you know, those listening, maybe you're getting into fitness for the first time. Maybe you're looking to run. Maybe you're, you're, a, you're a parent and you're sitting on the couch drinking beer, which we're going to go into out by the way, because <laughs> I want to, I want to talk about beer because the guys listening to this, everybody loves drinking beer. Um, but you know, and that's important, um, to, to show your kids kind of, um, you know, that balance, I guess. So let's, let's dive into this. You're, you're a beer, you're a beer guy. Um, I am a beer guy seasonally, so I don't, don't drink it all the time. I'm a very, uh, summer. I think a lot of people are like, um, you know, where most people are trying to get in really good shape for the summer. I do the opposite. I get nice. in really good shape in the winter and I put all the weight on in the summer because <laughs> that, that's when I can enjoy myself more. What are some of the, let's talk about beer a little bit. What are some of the things you like? Um, and, and why? Yeah, my, I, um, I, my go-tos, I guess, would be the more Belgian styles. Um, I really like, you know, Saison's and, um, more of those, those weedy beers. And I, I think it's, it's, it's fascinating, uh, seeing like, cause it, it changes just like you, it's seasonal, you know, so like right now being, uh, end of January, early February, it's, it's kind of the heavy beer season still where it's just stouts and, um, getting those like double IPAs and those really heavy, thick beers. And my wife works for a brewery. So, uh, whenever we go out, you know, we'll go out to the brewery and, and hang out in the tap room for a little bit. And it's like, it's tough because, you know, you, if I was paying for all my beers, uh, you know, I probably wouldn't buy the, uh, the, 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 get those big thick $10, uh, for like a 10 ounce pour of, of something. And then, uh, but you know, when you get it for, um, less than that, uh, it's easy to, <laughs> it's easy to pound those back, um, you know, quite a bit, but yeah, I, I really, I, there's, there's not really too many styles that I dislike. I, I really just like trying new things. And I, I, I have you ever heard of, uh, there's a social network called untapped. Have you ever heard of that before? I don't think so. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of like a, it, again, it's like a social network for beer drinkers. And, um, it's another thing, like I I've checked in just, it, I don't know what it is about me, but I, I really like, uh, just stats and seeing pr progress and whatnot in this app. You can check into beers as you drink them. So I've, I've, I've have tracked every single beer I've had since like 2012 or 2013, wow. something like that. So, um, so yeah, I, I've, I, I really enjoy seeing, like, you look at things that I drank six years ago and I gave it a horrible rating because it was a style I didn't, wasn't familiar with. And then now it's like, oh, I, I really like that beer. And you can just kind of see how things change over the years. And it's called untapped. Yeah. Like U-N-T-A-P-P -P and then D. So, okay. So what, give me your, your favorite right now. Like what is, what's your go-to? Um, maybe there's a couple of them, but what's, what, give me like one or two go-to beers that are I, I really well yeah if, if it, the beers that i really like are all really local and regional i think that's like what makes beer really good is if yeah. you can get it right from the source so um at, my wife works for a brewery called badger hill they're out in in shakopee minnesota which is it's pretty close to pretty close to, to minneapolis st paul but the um the the beer that they have there is a it's a double ipa called pallet jack 
and it's like it's supposed to it's spelled palate like your tongue because when you drink a double ipa it kind of jacks your palate a little bit so um i i think that beer is phenomenal and i i drank way too many of those when we go to the to the brewery but um yeah i i think that's probably if if you're in the twin cities i i'd, I'd hit up badger hill and try them out and then it, it really depends on what your what your style like what kind of beers do you uh, when it when it when it is summertime do you go for like like sessionable pale ales or? i'm i'm all about the japanese beer really yeah yeah so what's what's your go-to japanese uh, Sapporo beer? is is yeah. where i go yeah i just that's I, awesome i usually always get that or um i tend to gravitate to like a um basic like coors like nothing fancy i don't get into the into i've tried a lot of them but i'm just like that light um that light beer like Sapporo is probably my go-to if if a place doesn't have it I kind of get a little frustrated <laughs> that's awesome I I've never met anybody that's been super into Japanese beer so that that's awesome is is, is uh, Kirin is that another Japanese beer yes K-I-R-A-N. Uh, yeah I don't not too familiar with it there's another one too uh it starts with a, a Y uh Yaka I can't remember I know off the top of my head Sapporo's the, the, the I know <laughs> And we're like, how? Oh, what kind of beer do you like? Japanese beer? What? Where does that come from? Yeah, I know, that's, right? That's crazy. So, do you like sake then too? Or are you like, do you like all Japanese? Yeah, I do liquor? like the warm. I do like the warm stuff. Believe it or not, I'm a little weird like that. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I've really over the years just kind of developed this. Um, you got to try it once before you knock it type of yes. thing. Where I've really ventured my palate into anything like if i were to come out to minnesota and you were to take me around i would try everything and anything that you're like try this you know like because i think <laughs> i think that's how we kind of discover and learn i used to be a very close-minded individual when it came to that kind of stuff where i wouldn't where i wouldn't want to dive into trying oh i like this so i'm just going to stick with this um but i think and that comes with food and, and kind of everything is just kind of really exploring um different facets of of foods and beers and things like that so and wine i'm a big wine person wine is amazing these guys listening to the podcast like whoa you guys were talking about running and now we're talking about beer yes guys come on where it's i i'm not we're not all hung up on just this fitness stuff and i and i no. i love doing that in the podcast where you know it's this whole whole um world of like normalcy like people think uh, I, and i get this all the time is like you know, to be healthy and to be fit and to be active has to be broccoli, broccoli and chicken and, you know, at the gym for two hours a day. And it's absolutely not like that. And I love getting people on the, the show like yourself. You know, you've got a different side of you. You're in the tech world and then you, you enjoy running and how we can all kind of integrate fitness into our lives. It's so important. Um, and let's, let's talk about, let's just kind of dive back into running a little bit what you've explained to me a little bit of kind of what your goals are this year, any big massive running plans in the next two years? Is there any big goals that you want to accomplish when it comes to running or are you just kind of there already? Um, I think it, it's, it kind of depends on how, uh, with, with having my kids, the age they are. Um, it, it was easy when I ran the ultra marathon, two years ago when my, my daughter was only one, uh, it was really easy to go out and do lots of training to do the big long races. Um, but now that we have two relatively young kids, uh, it, it, 
I, I want to be fair to my wife and I don't want to just saddle her with the kids all the time. Plus, you know, like with having a, a 10 month old, he wakes up at six anyway. So it's not like I can beat him out of bed and, and go for a run and then wake up with it. It's like, he's already up. So, um, I, I think, uh, my goal is to just kind of maintain fitness for the next couple of years. And then at some point I think it'd be fun to try a hundred miler with my brother. And he's talked about even going for like a 200 mile run, um, and, and trying to see if, if that's a thing. And I, I just, I, there's something to me about just setting a, a big goal and, and trying to see if you can get in it. And, you know, from starting a business to running just even a half marathon to a marathon to an ultra marathon, it's like, you just keep kind of pushing yourself. Um, and you can pretty much do it. If you just take small steps and work towards it every day, it's, it, it, it I think it's certainly attainable. Now, one thing I'll say too, is, is it, talking about big audacious goals of, of what I would like to do long-term if, if I could, there is this, um, they, they call it the, it's like a world marathon, um, challenge where you, you have to pay like, it's like 10 or $12,000. It's like really expensive, but you run one marathon on each continent in seven days. So you start and you fly to um, South Africa and then you fly to like you run a marathon, then you fly to Antarctica you run a marathon, then you fly to Asia and like, you just fly, um, this chartered jet all over the world. And then you end up in the United States. And I think it's Miami is like the final stop. But, um, that's like, if I, if I can somehow save the money to, to do that and, and get in, cause it's like, it's in its third year and it's already like people see that and they think it's awesome and want to go for it. Um, I would say like, if I had any like big audacious goal, that would be probably my, my big audacious goal. That's that I think I would, I don't know. I, I think that would be fantastic. I don't know if I would necessarily do that, but I, I'm, I'm fascinated with getting on a plane and going to like all these different parts of the world to run a marathon. You'd have to do some extensive training for that. Like you, you'd have to, what you would have to enter what I call hell on earth. Yes. <laughs> uh, where you're going to push your body to uh, places it's never gone before. All possible. But it yeah. is. Yeah. I, I think it's like more of the uh, you finish running a race and then you have to get into a, an airplane seat and sit there. And like it, it, it's like that that to me, it's not so much like because with the marathons, like you get, I think, like six or seven hours to to complete it. And, it. and you can you can if you can at least run half of the race, you can walk the other half easily and, and, and get in under that time. So it would be more of like the the stress of like stretching and, and making sure you're you're uh, you know, you're nutrition is taken care of in between those times so that, I mean, cause if you're, you know, going from like the cuisine in Africa to Asia to South America and, and Europe, it's like, it's so different that I think it would just be a, it, it seems like a fun challenge at least. Yeah. That'd be crazy. That that would do a number on, on your body for sure. But, but cool. Yeah. And you definitely have to warm up and cool down. I don't know how, how quickly you're jumping from a marathon to a plane, but you definitely don't want blood pooling in your legs while you're sitting <laughs> in that airplane, no. which is a thing. It happens yeah. with people that don't cool down after a, after a race. I heard a story of a woman who did a marathon and she had, a she'd finished the race and had a, a kind of a family emergency. So she kind of left the finish line, got in her car and I can't remember, it was a two or three hour drive back home. When she got home, she actually physically couldn't get out of her car. Because I believe it. all the blood had, had remained in her legs. Oh. Your heart's pumping so much. You're doing this marathon. You're pushing all this blood into your, your muscles and your legs. And then all of a sudden, now you're sitting, sitting in a car moments later 
It's bad news. So anybody out there running, you have to, you need to, when you're done running, you need to walk for a long time afterwards to kind of get that, that circulation back to normal and reduce that heart rate, get those things going. But crazy story. Um, and I thought I'd throw that out there for anybody who's like, yeah, I'm going to go do a run. And then now you're stuck, not moving. Yeah. Very important, very important to cool down afterwards. The, uh, it, uh, in those same lines too, it's like, it's not just the next, it's not just that day, but it's like the following few days. If, if it's your first marathon, especially or your first ultra, like you have to keep moving. Cause you've got to flush that lactic acid out of your body yes. and with, with the, uh, the, the first marathon that I did with, with the class, uh, we had, we ran the marathon and then we had the next day we had a, a class, like we, we all the, the people got back together and we did a, a recap of the race and everything. And, um, where this uh, was positioned was at the U of M and there was a, it's in a building, like a really old building that didn't have any elevators. So we were at the bottom of the stairs and, uh, so like we had to walk down the stairs to get to the class and then to get to the, like, you know, to get out of the building, you had to walk up, up a flight of stairs and the professor who he's like a world marathon champion too, like, he, he, you know, he's done this before. He knows how it feels. Um, him and the TAs ran to the top of the steps and just watched everyone grabbing on to the, the hand railing and just trying with all their might to walk up this flight of stairs after having run a marathon. Um, and, and it was just, I'll never forget the, the laughter from those guys. Cause it is just like the next day your legs if you run it hard and, and you go fast um it, it hurts like I, I had a, getting out of my bed the next day I had to crawl up the flight of stairs because I couldn't walk up that like that's how hard <laughs> that's how that's how much damage it does to your legs so yeah training is important <laughs> yeah it, I call it uh battery you have got battery acid in your legs and the yeah. people, like they laugh and I'm like no you you seriously <laughs> have acid like your ph levels are are f-u-c-k'd mm-hmm. and uh yeah, it, you, it, recovery is super important and making sure that you're moving. I know a lot of people, they finish those marathons and they just want to lay down or they want to sit down. I'm like, no, 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 you got to keep moving, mm-hmm. especially the next day. Keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. Very, very important. So we've got those in mind. Kind of give me a rundown about, let's talk about where you're going to be in the next couple of years. I want to talk to kind of just recap and, and kind of close this out. Yeah. Um, you know, you're doing your, your web thing, you're, you're running marathons, you got two you, wonderful kids. What, what centers you, Tim? Like what gives you, I, I used to use the word happiness. Like what makes you happy? But happiness is kind of an emotion that comes and goes. I know we all want to ha- be as happy as we can, but what kind of fulfills you? What, what makes Tim, Tim? I heard you ask this question to to a previous guest, and it's something that I've been thinking about now for a couple of days. Um, I, I think really what what centers me and gives me drive is is like we kind of alluded to before, like setting these big goals uh, and then just making slow and steady incremental progress to achieving them. Like I'm definitely the tortoise and not the hare when it comes to to to, to life, and I I think uh, um, it it's really fun to to set a big goal. Um, and then just, you know, every day you make progress towards it and you don't think you're making any progress, but then you look a year back and just see how far you've come. You look at a picture, you look at your race results, or you look at, um, you know, just even like looking at stuff like my daughter's doing. Um, and you just see like, oh man, she is growing up or, oh, I am getting a little faster. Or, you know, the, the, even though the scale might be going the wrong way, my times are going down. So something's going right. And, and, uh, I, I just think that that's really what drives me is being able to, um, 
just set a goal and actually see it all the way through. And and sometimes too, it's like you set these goals and you don't even realize you've achieved them. And yeah. you look, you look back and you're like, Oh, I, I, I did it like three months ago. What the heck? Like, and you can, kind of, it, I, I just think that that's really what life is all about is just can keep, keep going forward and keep making progress. Yeah. And it definitely fuels you. I, and I know we always, we always look at those in retrospect. Like we, like I got this on my, my thing and I've got, you know, my race tick, my little things and I cycle a lot. So I, I enjoy the long-term cycling, you know, nice 200, 300 kilometer cycles type thing. Um, and it's very important. And I think people, if they're listening, you know, it's always about just making that you can't make massive leaps. You're not going to go from, you know, wanting to run to like doing a marathon tomorrow. Like you've got to make those, those subtle changes, those, little steps in the right direction. And I think as long as you're putting forth an effort, like you said, you can accomplish those things. It's just, I think we have this, we want everything right now. We want this like immediate gratification with this immediate, like, Oh, I want to run a marathon, but I need to do it today. And it's just, it's not really, that's not how it works. Life doesn't work that way. You know, it's, I always allude this with health. I always kind of compare the two is, you know, maybe you're that corporate, CEO, or maybe you're, a, you know, a manager with a company. And I always ask, like, did you start as a manager or did you start in the mailroom and then work your way up to, you know, a, a cubicle and then work your way into the corner office? It's the same with, with health and fitness and running and all those things. Like you have to start by walking before you can start running and, and doing the small things will lead you to getting into the big things for Couldn't sure. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Yes. So before we wrap this up, give me your final thoughts, uh, anything for the audience, um, that you want them to know. And then we're going to, we're going to close this bad boy up. I, I really just appreciate you, Michael, giving me the time of time of day to chat about running and, and fitness. And if anybody, uh, needs a mobile app built, I, my company is, uh, the Jed Mahonis group. It's jmg.mn. You can find us, find us there. And if you, uh, like hearing my voice for some reason, uh, you can also hear my podcast. It's uh, constantvariables.co. Um, and yeah, I, I, I really appreciate you uh, having me on the show. And, and uh, anytime you are in Minneapolis and want to get uh, a beer or whatever, I'm, I'm definitely down for that. So let me know. <laughs> I, will, I will hold you to it, Tim. I appreciate it. Yeah, and I will put all of uh, Tim's stuff in the show notes. So if you're listening to this podcast, um, you like it, you want to learn more, you can just you know either pause it or finish it, go down to the bottom. And I will click all the links so that you can easily access Tim or myself um, and always out to help and inspire other people. So great having you on, Tim. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll definitely talk with you soon. Awesome. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. What's going on, people? Did you have a wonderful listen to? That was dumb, wasn't it? It It's kind of boring. Anyway. Let's uh, outro this fine episode, episode 38, I believe. Um, I hope I got that right because, boy, that's going to that's gonna look real bad on me. Just kidding. Uh, yes, Tim, Mr. Tim Bornhold. Great conversation with him. That was wonderful. It was refreshing. It was nice to see that we can balance our lives out. We can do the a career and hold down our own business and get in shape and eat right and be a good parent and have hobbies all at the same time. People, what are you thinking? Just have to manage your time better. Change your habits. 
little things at a time, not big. That's my tip. Guys, if you like this episode, um, you feel you got some value out of it, you feel like you need a little more, please feel free to reach out to Tim or myself. Give us a DM. Um, Tim's information is in the show notes. Go give him a click. Uh, if you're wanting to join up with the Facebook group, head on over. Link is in the bottom. Get involved. There are other like-minded members in the group that I'm sure some great, fantastic conversations will come up. As well as I am on Patreon, if you want to head over there, membership style type thing, we're going to, you, you submit a couple bucks, you know, it's like a coffee a day, but per month, you get a little something out of the deal, or you up the package and you continue to go down the line until you get exactly what it is you want. And if you don't like what's on there, then just less, let me know. Let me know what it is you want, what you're looking for, and I will be absolutely happy to accommodate if if it's in my scope of practice as i like to say all right that's it for the episode guys now go out there and kick a soccer ball or throw a baseball or go on the treadmill or do something and have fun doing it peace